Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 40, Seaside and Sawdust. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Fun. Holly Bob special. Creepy. I thought it was more authoritative. Oh. Hello, dear listener. We are recording nearly a week after we last recorded. That's very efficient of us. I know. But uh, so much has happened. So much has come to pass. (laughs) What have we done? What have we not done? Since our rat overlords have taken over the city... It was a joke about like all the crazy things that have happened. There's a, what, a Russell and John podcast. There was a fire where they do a pre-record. They're like, "What? What happens if Jimmy Tarbuck has <laughs> taken over?" And, and they think we're like rebels because we're not talking about our Lord Jimmy. But we've been on holiday. We've been to the lovely seaside town of Margate, and not as I wrote in all of the notes for this episode, Margate via bank. That is not a holiday. That is just a place. I'm sure you can do a lot of things there. But we went for a lovely few days by the seaside. So we would like to bring you our summer holiday special. Boop, 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 summer holiday. Number one. Oh my god, it's not on top of this. I'm not really going to do that. This whole episode is done as a list. So we went off on holiday. Uh, we took the train down. Uh, we spent three nights by the seaside in a lovely guest lovely house. Lovely guest house. So on our first morning there, we got up um, in glorious sunshine. We were blessed. The with weather was very amazing. good. We were allowed. To, we were allowed. We were able to <laughs> sunbathe every day if we wished to. We didn't on the last day because we were coming home. I know it was a bit, a bit cloudy. Yeah. But um, we got up on the first morning and went off to the Shell Grotto. The Shell Grotto. We didn't see Santa. Yes, one half of us didn't expect to see Santa, <laughs> but the other half, Jessica, it was, was disappointed. Like Shell Santa. Okay, he wasn't there. Um, do you know who assists Shell Santa? Shelves. But like, because he has loads of presents to put on them. They're like elves, but shelves. <laughs> I know. Oh. I was, never mind. It looked like you'd seen the joke and then accidentally leapt too far. No, I seen the joke and thought, I'm going to make another joke. Oh. Yes, and. So you went to the Shell Grotto, which is this little underground grotto. Uh, there's a little rotunda bit, all covered in beautifully decorated shells and patterns and panels and things. For why? No one knows. No one knows. It was found in 1830. It was open to the public in 1835, I think. So, yes. And because no somebody had just found it in their back garden. How long it had been there, who had made it, why they'd made it, what it was for. No one. All I'm saying is a British idea. Indiana Jones could have a lovely film yes. that culminates in a tiny... I mean, it was a bit small. You couldn't do much chasing. In fact, it would be a bit like Benny Hill because it was a big circle at one point. Um, that was very nice. And we did some colouring there, did some activities. Oh, yes. So that was lovely. We had a stroll out to the Shell Grotto. Then we went and had chips on the beach and sat on the beach the afternoon. Actually, we we sat on the steps towards the beach uh, because we didn't want to get sand in the chips. That is a very (laughs) good point. Um, Very large numbers of very large gulls in Margate. Gulls are massive. Quite frightening. When I went to an open day at the University of Sussex in 2008, picture it, um, I was largely put off attending that university by the fact that their campus is covered in metre-wide gulls, and nobody seemed to be concerned. They yeah. were all like, oh yeah, these are just the killer birds we have, this is the library. This is where somebody was pecked to death. The um, refectory is lovely. Yes. So we spent some time on the beach, and then we strolled up and played adventure golf. Come on, grab your friends, we'll go to very distant lands. With Rosie the human and Jessica the other human, the fun will never end. Adventure golf. 
thought you'd sing the whole song, did you? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. Adventure golf is like mini golf. Like mini golf. And so we had... But without like windmills and clowns and stuff. Yeah, it was very which, tasteful. For which I am grateful. Uh, and for which I was very bad. We were not experts. Yeah, we are not good at golf, it turns out. But it was very good fun. That was that was really cool. I was really pleased with that. And that was very pleasant. Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. Good. You looked like you were thinking. It was. I was trying to remember what we did on, th- on uh, Friday. Well, Jessica, on Friday, what we did was we... went we, to the Hornby Visitor Centre. We went to the Hornby Visitor Centre. So we got up and we got buses round the Thanet Loop, which is a bus route which goes between Margate, Broadstairs and Ramsgate. Plus a month, but I can't remember. And part of it goes past uh, Hornby Visitor Centre. Where is the Hornby Visitor Centre, you ask? It's opposite B&Q. Uh, this is where the offices of Hornby, who create model trains, obviously. They own Skelextrix. Skaxlex. I can never work out with Skelextrix. Skelextrix. Or Skelectrix. The X is in the middle. Skelectrix, as everyone calls it. Wrongly. Cor- Corgi Toys. Yeah. Airfix. Skelectrix. Did you know that the person who... Mr. Hornby invented Meccano. It all, I mean, that all links up. It's brilliant. Literally, Meccano, it does all link up. That is the point of Meccano. So, we went to the Hornby Visitor Centre where you get to see the history of Hornby trains and various toys like that. And there are lots of buttons to push. Yes. And we did play some scale extric and poorly on my part and trains around i've decided i'm going to start collecting model trains not collecting i'm going to build a really cool elaborate model train thing like around a house not just in not just on like a board like it will be going around the route like yeah delivering messages yep bringing toast yeah we've all seen it wanting from it so we went to that and then we continued on our bus ride down to broadstairs which um is a another bit of beach another beachside town very charming very nice, and we went there because there is the Dickens House Museum. I love a bit of Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens would often visit Broadstairs, and the house that is now the museum was owned by a woman who he immortalised as Betsy Trotwood in David Copperfield, which is, of course, a highly autobiographical novel. And I'd forgotten that she's constantly shouting, Jam it, donkeys! when people walk donkeys in front of her garden. It's really good. And so this is a lovely museum, which had not just sort of Dickensian paraphernalia, but letters he'd written from Broadstairs. It had his writing desk, his, his portable one he'd taken to America. Another writing desk he'd written loads of the novels on, which I was not expecting. I was yeah, expecting it to be a bit like... an interesting collection. Here are some photos. But it had actual, really interesting things that had belonged to him. So the best bit about it was the fact that it was run by an old man and a work experience boy. Yes, that was great. We turned up and there was a man I would estimate to be about 108 years old behind the desk. Not at all true. And then a lovely work experience boy, and he did our introduction to the museum, and he was really good, and he'd been there a couple of days, and he'd learned it all, and he was really, he knew everything. I was very impressed. I was, yeah. Well done, Bill. Yes. Well done, Bill. The work experience boy. I nearly said, if you need anything signed off, do you need a little recommendation? <laughs> I'll give you one. I'll give you a certificate. Yep. Pop down to the beach at Broadstairs, which was very busy, full of Italian school groups. Yes. School and groups apparently love the Kent coast. And it was um, Friday afternoon at this point, so presumably all the sixth formers had free periods. And everyone who's finished their exams for the... Yeah! School's out for the summer, isn't it? Now, not no, being... No, not quite. But yeah, it's just full of... Full of youth. Youth. Not being a youth who was brought up by the seaside, the idea of just being like, let's go to the beach as an activity is very confusing to me. And, and also the... then being at the beach and going, oh, I'm just going to pop to the shops and get like a drink or something, I'll be back in a second, and just in your swimming costume. Yeah, you'd just be outside the news agents and then somebody would come out and there would be a girl in a bikini, and then boys, I've seen so many teenage boys with the shirts off, It's I'm, I've become slightly blind to it. And um, 
a really fun activity of the holiday actually was just pointing out really sunburnt people to each other. Yeah, people, please use wear sunscreen. sunscreen. I mean, they released a record telling us to do it. I get all of my information from Novelty Records. That's why I can't go a day without doing the Bartman. Yeah. I'm always wearing sunblock and I love short shots. Da, 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 da. If I can offer you one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. Seriously. I mean, those people, they weren't tanned. They were scorched. They were scorched. I don't know if you ever watched Man V Food where they put like a pig in a pit and they bring it out 24 hours later. Yeah, but you've got like very that. similar effects. Please, put a hat on. I was wearing a shirt over my swimming costume. Not like a, a flannel shirt, that'd be too and much. And Factor 50 sunblock. I was wearing Factor 50 sunblock, which also is slightly old, so it's congealed slightly. And Jessica described it as not unlike toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> I looked, as we were putting our sunblock on, like I was greasing up to swim the channel. Because <laughs> it was so thick. All on our final day. Saturday. Yesterday. Not when you listened Yesterday. To we went to the Turner Contemporary. Yes. Not the Tate, as I've been calling not it all week. Not the Tate, because we've been calling it all week. I knew what you meant, that was fine. Um, didn't, that, didn't tell me. Didn't tell me I was getting it wrong. We had a lovely was, exhibition. We had an exhibition about Mondrian and one about Spencer Finch, who had an artwork based on The Wizard of Oz, which I, of course, loved. Not desperately, literally, it has to be said. It was all about colours from the film. Yeah. I enjoyed it. The Mondrian thing was good. Yes, it was very good. And I found it very interesting because obviously, you say Mondrian, you only picture coloured squares. Yeah. And it is like actual proper landscapes. Yeah, right? he was doing you know real painting at the beginning, and it's very interesting when you see an artist who you only picture a, a very certain style. Of course, it took them ages to get there, and if most of them have been taught to paint prof- in in our great art schools. Do it proper. They have to be taught to yeah exactly to do do proper painting for proper painting first before they can just do you know masking tape and a bit of squares. Yeah, I don't know if he used masking tape. And he loved jazz. He loved boogie woogie. Loved a bit of jazz. Who knew? If they put the exhibition together, I'll see. Then we went to the Margate Museum, or again, as I've written in my notes, the Margate Museum, still not a place. And that was great. They had a little town museum that's only open on Saturdays, and it costs £1.50 to get in. And it's in the old... Police station. The old police station. magistrate's uh, court is upstairs. And they've got lots of things about seaside entertainments. I stuck my head in a board that made it look like I was a fat man in a blazer. Yeah. Uh, all the exhibitions downstairs are in holding cells. Very good. And they have a lot of stuff about mods and rockers who, be- well, and the the fight. They, in in the popular culture of the country, it's like oh, they used to go down all the time and just punch each other up once, once in Margate. It happened once, and they were egged on by the crowd, which outnumbered them quite well. Yeah, because they had a clip of the magistrate who had come to sentence them all, and he'd been doing his gardening, and he turned up in his sandals and not he, best pleased, and he described them as sawdust Caesars. He was great. If I remember in trouble with the law, which let's hope I never am. I hope that I get a sentence by a magistrate who's got that. I think being a magistrate, all you have to do is to be able to put beautiful, florid words into your sentencing. So you can't just go, 50 pounds, get out. You have to be able to say, you, sir, are a sawdust Caesar and Napoleon of infamy. You, like rats, gather on the beach. You look at me like I've completely lost my mind. Yeah, I've completely lost your mind. Anyway, that was fun. So these are the activities that we took in in lovely Seaside Margate. We also visited. Many of their fine eateries and dineries. Hostelries. Hostelries. Great word. Great. We went to a lovely spit and sawdust pub called The Lifeboat. They literally had sawdust on the floor. I mean, I don't, I'm not suggesting they were spit there. No. I I think that contravenes health and safety regulations. There was sawdust on the floor. I had an unbelievably good raspberry cider. I had a blackcurrant. No blackberry. And after striking many things off the menu, I had a very nice quiche. No. Goat's cheese tart. 
had a quiche later. Uh, just across the road from there, there was a great cafe called the Cupcake Cafe. Yes. Like in the books. The books by Jenny Colgan, which I'm sure we've featured on this podcast before. We have mentioned, mentioned before, yes. Um, that was lovely. That was really charming. It was sort of all Kath Kidstony and... I mean, picture it. You, you know what it looks like. Uh, but it was very pleasant. And yeah. not, I mean, the thing is, not, not only did it look very nice... The cake the, was the, yeah. unbelievable. The food stood up to the, the decor. So the it first day I had a lime and coconut cake, a slice of cake. You could you could have wedged open a very heavy door. I'm not saying maybe a fire door. It was pretty big. Maybe one of the doors at the um, Turner Contemporary. Yeah, they were they were big doors. Yeah. That was great. And then on our last day, we went back and I had a slice of sort of fruit loaf. Whipped cream on top, fresh whipped cream, fresh berries, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries. Edible glitter. Lovely. Edible glitter. Why, oh why, dear listener, have we not been putting edible glitter on fresh fruit before? Because I was jokingly going to make my friend Laura a glittery lasagna, but frankly, it looked brilliant on a raspberry. It does. I mean, yeah. I've, I've put it on a fruit on a cake with strawberries on before. I do not have the foresight. Sorry to disappoint. So we very much like the Cupcake Cafe. We also found a very nice little cocktail bar. Would you describe it as? Oh uh, yes, I think so. It's the uh, that was how it was introduced to us by the by the lady taxi driver. Yes, yeah, she was great. She said, "That's where you go for fish. Nice cocktails over there." This has been the shortest taxi drive in the world. Three pound sixty. Called the glass jar. Um, uh, it's kind of hipstery. We were served by a man who looked like a young Will Wheaton with a massive beard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, my the only disappointing thing was that the cocktails weren't actually served out of glass jars. Yes, it was a bit weird. I had. A Shirley Temple tastes just like strawberry jelly. Great. Solid recommendation. And we also had tapas on the first night. Yeah, I had a bramble. Oh, yes. It's tasty. And um, what did you have the next day? Uh, a Harvey Wall. Harvey Wall banger. I went classic. We had tapas and I had chorizo in cider. And I ate all the chorizo. Yum, yum, yum. And then there was just in the bottom of the pot what was basically sausage fat and cider. And I have never been so... I just wanted to... It was... The bowl had to be put on the other side of the table so that it didn't get drunk. Because I knew it was too... And you knew it was bad because it was just fatty cider. Olives and um, lovely warm French bread with like dipping oil. Oh, that was really good bread. Mm, Really tasty. Can you go wrong with a good French bread? No, you can't. And we went back there the next night um, and there was a man playing the guitar. I worked out who he sounds like and it's Frank Turner. Okay, yeah. I had to. I finally remembered a song that he sounded like, and then I had to Google mm-hmm. the lyrics. It's like that's what it is. It's Frank Turner, mm-hmm. so you can envisage that sort of shouty English accent. Yes. In Broadstairs, we found, luckily for Jessica and her peculiar dietary requirements, Shop. we found a place called The Intolerant Wife, which had the best. I mean, you wouldn't describe it as a waiter. One of the members of staff was just great. He saluted us at one point. Yes, he did. That was hilarious. Um, he was brilliant, and it was it. it what I liked about it was... Broadstairs, it, I have to say, is full of, full of a character. Mm, mm. There was that man who parked Ev- across the middle of the road. Everyone we encountered was just, like, beamingly friendly. And what I liked about The Intolerant Wife, aside from the fact that it has a slightly off-putting name, but it's the best place... So <laughs> we were walking down the other side of the road, I went, what do we think The Intolerant Wife is? And Rosie said, I think it's a cafe for people with food intolerances, as we got a bit closer. Genius. And it was. I read the sign. But it, it did things, you know, Jessica as a vegan, no problem. If she turned up and she was a gluten-free, couldn't eat fruit, all sorts of things. She'd have been fine. At the same time, if I'd wanted a ham sandwich, I could have had a blooming ham sandwich. Yeah. And I had my cream tea. I had. I uh, wanted to get one cream tea in. I had a lovely good. I had a slice of Victoria sponge. Mm, it's lovely. Delish. We also went to a place called the Great British Pizza Company. That was next door to the glass jar. Which I had scouted from a Guardian list of the 10 best places to eat on the Kent coast. Um, did amazing thin crust pizza. My thin crust, it was basically a matzo with some toppings on. At one point I picked it up and it crumbled in my hand. 
the yeah. the edge of the pizza, not like the whole thing. I'm not, it didn't turn to dust like a vampire. No, it was basically a very thin wheat-based delivery system for me to shove hot cheese and ham into my <laughs> face. <laughs> And mushrooms and tomatoes. That was very pleasant. And we accidentally joined a hen party, but they very well behaved. We also went on our last day for our last lunch to a place called the Greedy Cow, which I, again, at one of the first places I said, we've got to go here, because they serve pulled pork. And I ate an enormous bucket of coleslaw. Nice. (laughs) Um, That was very nice. I really, I really liked it there. They'd sort of trendy, dirty burgers. Yeah, I had falafel, Mm -hmm. falafel burger. Mm -hmm. I think we should cover that our room that we were staying in Two balconies looking directly out to the sea. Yeah. Over the Winter Gardens, but amazing. directly over the sea. It was great. Two little armchairs. And, uh, you know, I had a fried breakfast three days running. Brilliant. I fell back in love with marmalade. I love marmalade. Mmm. Mm. Can't go wrong. There are a couple of other things we uh, we saw while we were out and about. We watched an interesting documentary about Neil Sedaka, actually. Yes, we did. I read the book Diary of a Nobody. And... Beauty of that. Very quick read, very, very quick read. <laughs> that was very good. You've been reading Raising I've been Steam. reading Raising Steam by uh, Terry Pratchett. Nearly finished it. Jessica um, and I, when arriving on our room, realised that the television had a built-in DVD player. So on our first day, we sort of thought, oh, if we see a charity shop, we'll maybe find a DVD we can watch. This did not prove fruitful, except Jessica found the finest DVD cover we've ever seen. I was just scrolling through, and the one at the back I was initially drawn to because it had TV's Dean Kane on it, and mm-hmm. I thought that would be a hilarious joke because we've mentioned TV's Dean Kane before. Yeah. And so I went, Rosie, look, it's TV's Dean Kane. Oh my God, it's Blonde Zach Braff. Not only Blonde Zach Braff, Martin Crane from yeah, Frasier. John, John Mulroney. John and that bloke from 10 Things I Hate About You, not Heath Ledger, not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Andrew Keegan. That's the one. Plays Joey Donner. We didn't buy it. And finally, song of the week, I would like to impress on you just how many times Jessica has sung the phrase Do you want to build a snowman? At me. Sometimes it was Sandcastle. But it... Come on, let's go. No. So... I haven't sung it at all this morning, so this one's actually your fault. I didn't tell you to sing. I was going to say it. I was going to say it. Also, just to let you know, uh, this is the last Rosie and Jessica, because I can hug speak to Jessica in case she sings. (laughs) Hang in there, Joan. (laughs) Jessica. Your snack of the day. Snack of the day. What's with this running order? All will be revealed. Full English breakfast. That's not a snack unless you have it at tea time. Ba da ba ba dum bum. Top fives. Top fives. Well, as we've been on holiday and it's sunshiny, we are going to be giving you our top five 100% summer belters. I didn't mean to, I mean, that's a ridiculous piece of local radio <laughs> writing there. Uh, we're just getting things in the uh, eye in the sky up there. The eye in the sky is called Martin, right? No, he's called Howard. We thought we'd do some lovely summery songs for you to get in the vacation spirit. Maybe because Jessica kept singing a song about the word vacation. We're on vacation. Spoilers. So this is why we are not doing our songs this episode, because we are doing top five songs of summer instead. So it's an even-numbered episode. Episode 40, top 40 music. Oh, so I'll be going first. So... I'm going to do uh, Bell and Sebastian, Another Sunny Day, which I think may have possibly been a song, my song of the episode before. It's from their album... It's another one I have. The Blues Are Still Blue. And that's a lovely summery song that inspires Sound of Summer. Number two, Lana Del Rey, American. I think her first album is a classic summer album. And I've picked this one because I think it's a very good song. And I think although Ride was the lead from the second part of that album, American is actually better and it's sort of a sultry oh i'm drinking a cocktail oh 
Yeah. Number three. Icona Pop feet Charlie XCX. I love it. Brackets. I don't care. Now, this is only really a year old, this song, but I feel it sums up the quintessential song of the summer. So see also Daft Punk, Get Lucky, yeah. a song which I've discovered our mother has a visceral reaction to because it was in the car and she said, turn it off! <laughs> they were doing a robot voice, I can understand why. This is a sort of fun, hey, we're all out, hey, summer, woo, oh, I've Ooh, crashed my car off a bridge. filters. Number four. The Beach Boys. We're all waiting for it to happen. Yeah. I have picked Fun, Fun, Fun. This is a great tune, although it's not one of the surfing ones, but because it was in a panto I was in, and there was a summer panto, I should stress, because that's a thing I do. Or at least it was in one draft. I assume it was in the final performance. I wasn't really paying attention. So, classic Beach Boys. Summer. Obviously the sound of summer. <laughs> Number five. The theme from the cricket. <laughs> just book a tea in the MG's soul limbo yeah. if you hear that and you tell me it's not summer you are wrong my friends Jessica <laughs> uh, number one V-A-C-A-T-I-O-N by Connie Francis uh, she was on that Neil Sedaka programme she didn't have a lot of plastic surgery, surgery. Mm-hmm. work it just um, well it's quite self-explanatory that one if you can't spell you can write now. it down number two Surfing Safari by the Beach Boys that is a surfing song as enfants as children <laughs> we have a, the best of the Beach Boys tape we have a, the best of the Beach Boys <laughs> We have a tape, which is the best of the Beach Boys, and we always play it when we go on holiday, play it as you're driving towards towards the the beach. beach. Now we don't have a tape deck in the car, we have some CDs, and it's been long mooted that we should create the right burn a playlist, ripper, uh, ripperton, into the right order to recreate the tape playlist. And then you can also skip some of the boring ones. In my room. Boom. Soak up the sun by Charles Crow. Oh, I heard this once. We were in a, like a supermarket or something in France and they were playing it. I was like, I really like this song. And we were on uh, summer holidays and it was yep. sunny. We got in the car and I was like, singing it and it was great. Number four, Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a well-known classic. Mm-hmm. It just captures like summers of youth. And number five, Eric Hutchinson, Rock and Roll, which was my song of the week a few weeks ago. And it's from the... It's like, it's one of those kind of get in the car, turn on, drive around, like sunny, yay... Um, also, it's on the soundtrack to The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants, which is set at summer. It all comes full circle, is what I'm saying. Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Well, I currently have one honourable mention. I will defend this song. <clears throat> the Macarena. Just for the opening, where somebody goes, ah! Because you listen to it and you're like, yeah, tune, woohoo! And it sounds very summery, but then it's also a fun party. When it plays, you're like, this does sound like the like summer. summer holiday. And then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, what is this song even about? I'm putting my hands out. It's fine. It's all good. Well, on that note, uh, let's catch up with um, whatever their, their way That is not even... No, because the Macarena is a good song. On that note, like, what about Saturday Night by Wakefield? Yeah, Saturday Night and Macarena are at the same level, but Last Catch Up is like a pretender to the novelty oh, disco I, I tune. Boys of Summer by Don Headley, there you go. Probably yeah, it's proper song. Um, there's a really good cover version of that from one of the folk car Summer Sizzlers. Yes, it's by Show of Hands, because I've seen them do it, I think. Yes, I'm sure it is. Rosie, what's your snack of the day? I know, I'm so excited to Rosie gets a snack of the day, she's oh, beside oh. herself. Oh, oh. In, in lieu of a reg- regularly scheduled song. Um, I would like a cream tea, actually a snack. And when I say I'd like cream tea... I'm literally always like someone to bring Rosie a cream to. Two, three, four. What, what have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Hey! Well, not very much because we've been on holiday. So all of the previous things you've mentioned, a couple of books, a couple of things, I would like to follow up to the last episode's uh, talk of my bibliophilia. crisis. Yes. So I have now read nine books. 
So I will definitely, by the time you've heard this, read my first 10 books and then bought a new book, which of course, you know, cycle. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, this is fine. part of the plan. That's okay. Thank you for all the many cards, flowers, support. Yeah, gifts of support, um, solidarity out there. But I saw on Twitter, <clears throat> this was retweeted by somebody else, and this original tweet is actually from like 2012, but it was Graham Farmelow tweeted the word sondoku, the practice of buying books and not reading them. That's a Japanese word. Sondoku. It'll never work. <laughs> Shindoku. <laughs> I would also like to point out that the film Whip It, Whip It is now on Netflix. Great times all round. Oh, I think that the Lightning Seeds might be a great summer band. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. The band. Yes. No. Guess who's my favorite band in the seventies? Three Lines is a really good summer song. Yeah, because... Not this year, obviously. <laughs> I don't know why I did <laughs> I worked out why I like Icona Pop, but I love it, because it got played at camp a lot last year. Yes, I thought <clears> of um, LaRue's Bulletproof, because that got played at camp a lot. I had... And got remixed as Waterproof. Cool. Okay, so this episode will go up while I'm on another holiday. Amazing. I'll be at work. That's fine. Ciao. Bye. Okay, bye. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon.